Welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Playbook. This is episode number 68. This week's guest is Mike Peoples. Mike, how are you doing today? Doing great, Joe. Glad to be here. Awesome, man. It's great to have you. So how'd you uh, fare during the holidays? I took it easy. I can't lie to you. Um, I took it easy, but I started prepping for the new year and reaching out to clients and uh, developing a, a monthly calendar of things to do and whatnot, preparing for the new year. Awesome. Awesome, man. So we'll jump right into it. Uh, first question we like to ask our guests is kind of, you know, going back before you started real estate and started this journey, what do you think was the main reason that you decided to become a realtor? Well, for me, it was the, you know, as a single father and three kids at the time, it was a way to get them to school and, and uh, create an income, uh, work around my schedule. And then it evolved into something more. Um, I, I blindly got into it. Didn't I re, didn't realize, realize anything about real estate. Wasn't familiar with interest rates. I remember I bought my first house in '96. Had a 6.2 rate. My neighbors were like, "That's great." And you say 6.2 nowadays, and people are looking at you like you're crazy. You <laughs> know? So uh, we're getting back to normal now. But um, for me, it was a means to make a living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then it also sounds like it created. A structure for you where you can kind of handle all your family obligations Absolutely. and still be able to kind of thrive and provide an income. Yes, it did. And the biggest thing when I first started, I was gun ho as every agent is, and then you get complacent. And we've talked about that in the past series. Um, and then coming here, it kind of got me back on track and, and getting back in the groove of things. But yes, it was starting out. It was, it gave me structure to be able to, to work, to work and work around uh, my family life. Yeah, absolutely. And then let's talk about a little bit about that structure. Like when starting out, were you able to kind of develop that structure right away just based on your obligation? Or is it something that you kind of crafted over time where you were able to kind of create that schedule and then stay disciplined to your activities? For me, it was over time. And to be honest with you, I was very structured in the beginning. Uh, I got in in the beginning of 04, got my license in 03, beginning of 04. And, you know, that market started changing us when the big boom happened again, kind of like what we just went through. So it was easy to be structured because it was we've talked about it, it was a yeah. pay, paycheck grab. I hate to say that word, but that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And then the market changed. And then I found myself getting out of that structure. And we've talked about it. And that's what I talk about to new agents is 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 term that I came up with. Treat it like a job, get paid like a job. Right. And I had to get back in that groove. And I think a lot of agents fall in that category. Everybody wants to get their license and. And, uh, you know, think everything's going to come to you. You got to go out and get it, mm -hmm. you know, wake up every morning, get in a routine, um, develop your niche, whatever that may be, uh, new construction for sale by owners. That was huge back when you started, you know, trying to get listings, but, uh, you just had to figure it out, but it took me a while coming back here. It got me back in the group for sure. Yeah, One thing I've noticed, especially with newer agents is, you know, a lot of people get into real estate. You want the flexible schedule, unlimited earning potential. But a lot of it, too, you want to be your own boss, right? You don't mm -hmm. want to have a boss. But what I think a lot uh, fail to realize is that essentially you become your own boss. And most people have a tough time being accountable to themselves. I was going to say that the accountability is the biggest word and uh, the biggest issue with new agents and old agents. And I've reached out to some veteran agents, brought a few in, it's came in with us. And, uh, you know, it. it the good thing about being at 54 Realty, there there are structures there that keep you accountable when you have leads. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily get that at other brokerages. Yeah, absolutely. And then as far as maybe it's somebody outside of the organization, but if somebody, you know, was not in a position where they're thriving the way they want to, they feel like, you know, they could be doing better, they're not having the output, but they, you know, they tend to cut corners. You know, mm -hmm. they're 
they prospect 30 minutes short, they mm-hmm. kind of cut their work week short by day, whatever it might be. What do you think would be some tactics or possibly a solution for an agent to gain accountability so that way somebody could hold them to accountable if they were struggling with staying disciplined themselves? Well, I mean, I'm falling in that category. We talked mm-hmm. about it, and that's what I've worked on the whole month of December. I, I don't think I pinned a deal in December. I had a huge mm-hmm. October, November, took December to regroup through this changing market and say, hey, this is how I'm going into 2023. This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do personally. I'm going to put it on paper. This is what I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think that new agents need to sit down and and um, structure their time. What are you going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not doing that, that's how it snowballs. And we've talked about it. Like we have some good agents and sometimes they're not producing. Well, what are they doing? They're not Mm -hmm. doing anything because they're not holding themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. And if you have that daily structure of saying, this is what I'm going to do on Monday, this is what I'm going to do on Tuesday. And then each week, a major thing that I'm going to do to grow my business, that's how you evolve and business does come your way. It's going to fall in your lap if you're doing those things, but it's not going to fall in your lap if you don't take that step to do things for yourself. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I always say the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's right. So I couldn't agree more. So let's go back a little bit further in time. Prior to real estate, uh, it sounded like around 96, when you're buying your new house, kind of mm-hmm. started to get your feet wet. What were you doing prior to real estate? Uh, I was playing minor league baseball. I st- got drafted out of high school, 17-year-old kid, got dropped off in Dunedin. Never forget it. <laughs> Doug Alt was my first manager through the first pitch ever for the Blue Jays. And uh Met him at the door and he told me, hey, you're starting shortstop, batting lead off games in 40 minutes. Go inside and get your uniform. There was a few cuss words in between. My mom and dad were behind me and we didn't talk that way growing up. Yeah. You know? and, uh, and I'll never forget the look on my mom's face. She started crying and they left. And that day I went three for three. Awesome. And that was in 94 and I've been down here ever since. Huh. And I uh, did that for 10 years. Well, good thing you, hopefully you never let your mom or dad walk through real estate brokerage. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Especially nowadays. No. So, so, you know, kind of going on, you know, obviously in sports, a lot of things that you're being doing is coaching, right? That's and, right. Um, coaching helps you become accountable. So do you, I always kind of look back on agents who are able to get into production quicker than other agents when you're kind of given, you know, on the same paradigm, you have the same tools, same resources same systems, but others are able to adapt quicker, get into production quicker. And a lot of it from what I see is based on previous experiences, past endeavors, whatever it might be. Um, Why don't you talk a little about the coaching? Because not only, Mike, have you been coached, Mm -hmm. but you've also coached. That's right. And do you feel that that skill and learning the importance of the coaching uh, to later bring on accountability through coaching is something that was vital to your success? Absolutely. you know, no offense to guys that I play ball with, but sometimes when you play the game, you don't know how to coach. Mm-hmm. But if you go all in and you're coaching, same as real estate, you go all in and, and you're sharing things that made you successful. It's also not only helping them, but it's a reminder to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think most people in the office would say, I walk around and try to help everybody. If yeah. they need help, I'll come in on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Breno, I think Breno two weeks ago called me at Saturday at 10 o'clock said, Hey, can you meet me at nine? He went out and I helped him with a listing presentation. He went out and got a million and a half dollar listing awesome. in his kid's first year in real estate. And I'm here, this will be my 20th year. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, wait a minute. It's not that easy. Yeah. You know, but, um, uh, I think what baseball did for me is it gave me a structure, it gave me a routine and it taught me accountability, especially at the professional level. Um, you know, t- to survive 10 years in the minor leagues when the average minor leaguer career is a two and a half year career. Mm-hmm. So, 
I had to not worry about what everybody else is doing around me. And it's very similar to real estate as agents. You know, you have some agents that are really dominating. We have some big dogs in here. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is, well, what are they doing? And I kind of did the same thing in baseball. Um, you know, everybody wants to hit 300. It's a game of failure. You're going to fail seven out of 10 times. Well, what I did is I said, okay, I had to analyze how do I hit 300? It's kind of like, how do I pin deals? How do I get clients? How do I have the same approach to get that 300 benchmark? So instead of thinking oh, I have to hit 300, I, I focused on this is, this is my approach and I try to stick to my approach because it worked for me. And even though yeah. I went 0 for 4, I went into the next game with the same approach because I knew it worked. Just because I failed doesn't mean it doesn't work. Absolutely. And I think that's what happens a lot in real estate. People will try it. They'll put their toe in the water and they'll say, okay, I'm going to reach out to 10 people. They'll reach out to 10 people one day, fail 10 times, but didn't do it the next four or five days. Mm -hmm. But if you did that for the four, you know, for five days a week, the numbers, they're going to come to you, but you have to, you have to stick with your approach. Absolutely. And if you have no approach in baseball, trying to hit a baseball, mm -hmm. you're just up there swinging you're never going to hit it. Yeah. But if you work on your craft and you work on your approach, the same as an agent would, you know, it, it, or you translate baseball into being an agent, your approach is going to work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think you touched on several points here, and these are kind of some of the things that I kind of took out of what you just said. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is find a blueprint, right? Like, right. hey, you're thriving, you're hunger, you have a hunger for success. You want to get into, if it's real estate, a high level of production. Find somebody that's doing well, almost shatter them. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, you, you've heard me say it numerous times, emulate before you innovate. That's you know, right. if somebody has a blueprint, they're doing well and they're leaving the cookie crumb trail and you could just kind of follow up and pick it up. Just do what they do. You can always add a compound mm -hmm. onto that later. The one thing that I see a lot of agents do is they try to do it their own way before finding success and right. following a blueprint or a set routine. Well, the good thing being here is you already supply the the blueprint. Mm -hmm. That's why it was easy for me to come here and be successful. Mm -hmm. You had the blueprint. I just had to put the work in. Right. And being here and I've seen agents come and go and come and go. They're not, they're not taking advantage of the blueprint you've already laid. Mm -hmm. And I tell people you, you've had me talk to new agents and Richard when they come in the office and, and I challenge them I say, when you go and interview other uh, brokerages, ask them, what do they have in place to help you? Mm -hmm. okay? Absolutely. And I've 20 years I've had and been around a lot of interviews with brokerages and whatnot. Most of them don't have anything. They just say, hey, we're, we're the name of their company. Mm -hmm. You should be here so we can mm -hmm. get paid from you. You know, but, Otherwise, uh, same. yeah, but here everything's laid out for you. I mean, we have the agent partners. I mean, what, what a job they do. Austin's in here and um, he's a great leader for those guys. And, they're teeing it up for us. Mm -hmm. So if you come in here and you put the work in and follow the system that you already have in place, how can you fail? Mm -hmm. Now, the difference could be, what 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 are you determining as success? Is it 20 million of volume, 10 million, five? That, that's what you got to figure out as mm -hmm. the agent. But we're going to give you the avenue to be successful here at 54 Realty. Yeah, I feel like. Absolutely. You know? and, and, and I think you, you, you it's pretty easy for you to say, I mean, you see me doing everything that yeah. you've lined up, and it, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, obviously. But I, so. but uh, you know, I'm going to do the work. Yeah, uh, well, I always say it takes uh, here it take three things that is going to make somebody successful. You got to work hard, have a positive mindset, be coachable. As long That's as you right. have those three attributes, mm -hmm. I think you'll be able to thrive That's in your right. environment. Another thing that you kind of touched on that I think is crucial, 
um, that I think a lot of people overlook is nowadays with everything being cloud-based, especially post-COVID, mm-hmm. um, you, you mentioned something, Mike, you knew it worked, even though every day you'd go in and you would fail, you wouldn't see the adults, you knew it worked. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go on why I think you knew it worked is because you saw other people having success. 100%. You saw other yeah. ball players in there putting in the work, know that, hey, this is what they did to get where they're at. You were able to see that, visualize, know, hey, I got to just keep grinding and doing it. I'm eventually going to get there. But a lot of times I think that's the same mentality with agents. And when they go work just from home and they don't have success, they're not around anybody, they're not listening. A lot of times they're not going to have that same mindset because they're not around it. Well, they doubt themselves. And and I can go back to baseball, you know, get draft 17 year old kid. I showed up. I'm with the best in the world now. Not just Clay High School in Green Coast Springs, North Florida, that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. You know, where's Clay High School, Mike? For everybody, it's uh, southeast or southwest of Jacksonville, in between Jacksonville and Gainesville. All right. Okay, it's a growing area. It's a growing area that we, you know, that we call it the Clay Way. I can put a post <laughs> out, and there'll be a hundred likes. Everybody there, we, you know, it's there's a big alumni. And we all like each other, and we Small all town. have each other's backs. You know. Um, but I think what happens, the newer agents coming here, they get intimidated. And that's what I'm going back to in pro ball. I showed up a 17-year-old kid. I got intimidated. I see guys early in the in the, in the the uh, batting cages hitting. Well, I felt like, well, I don't want to get in there because those are big dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? If you want to be a big dog, you got to get in there and compete. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, I start going in there early. I, I would go earlier than them. I'll never forget what turned my career around. I was in double A, and they sent me back to A ball to play outfield over here in Dunedin. And I lived here already, and uh, we had a house in Weston Chapel, and I'd drive over to the field. You had to be at the field at 3.30. Well, I left the house at noon. I'd get in at 1. Nobody's there. I'd hit by myself before everybody else got there for Mm -hmm. because I had to figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens, some of these new agents, they're not getting in here and figuring it out on their own and seeing what I'm doing, what Ann Carlson's doing, what Chris is doing, um, Jordan, uh, Tina Jolly now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good agents that are producing – but it didn't just fall on their lap. If you if you if you're around them every day, they have a daily routine. Uh, they have things that they do. They've infiltrated a, a you know a nature sector. Yeah, they 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 found their niche. But if you're just sitting at the house waiting for the phone ring, you're not making phone calls. You're not reaching out. You're not doing the social media uh, phenomena that's going on and phenomenon whatever. I don't say the right English half the time, but uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But anyways, and um. I think that's the biggest, the biggest fault with new agents. They'll get in here and they're gun ho and they come for two weeks and then they disappear. Yeah. And then wonder why they're struggling. Or a lot of them don't even come in. No. And, yeah. and back before technology and, and well, there was technology, but not as good as it is now in 04, 05 and 06, we didn't have all the lead sources that are here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think that if you take advantage of the lead sources, you send an email out and say, here, here's free uh, free links, you can sign up to get your own lead sources. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people did that? I'd be curious. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a struggling agent, man, I'm going to be, hey, Joe, thank you. I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to find out who all's used it. I signed up for it mm-hmm. and I'm taking them wherever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think the biggest thing is, is you gotta, you gotta take that fear out of making the phone calls, making the visits. Um, hey, go stop at the fire department and bring them a, do- a dozen donuts every two weeks. Leave your cards. So they get used to seeing you for a year. Somebody's gonna give in. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they're gonna give in. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say, well, you know what, this guy, I'm gonna try him out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you tell him about the Heroes Act program. You know, for the the loan, something. Bring knowledge. Don't just bring the nut- donuts. Bring something to them. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the biggest problem is people are. are 
they don't want to fail, but they're afraid to try to fail. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. In yeah, my head, absolutely. And I, I think the reason is the fear of failing. That's right. You know, that's why they're not doing it. And I think there's also some who, even more than that, I would say, and I'm, I'm not certain on it, just from what I see and experience, I think it's more people not being able to hold themselves accountable and discipline to work. I don't mm-hmm. even know if it's necessarily a fear of failing as much. It is is of a lack of accountability or discipline. And it's, it's really easier said than done unless you have like set obligations, right? Like you had a family, you had kids, you had to make a certain dollar mm-hmm. amount. But if you don't have those things, a lot of times, most people, as soon as they make their monthly bill, and if they pay, are able to pay the bills mm-hmm. up and, you know, within a quarter on a deal, mm-hmm. then a lot of times they're going to check out. They're not going to thrive to go that extra mile. They're just going to end up working less. And it's just that discipline and accountability, I think, is crucial if you want to have massive levels of success in real estate. Yeah. I, I tell the young kids, you've heard me, the, the younger kids in here working in their 20s, you guys can be retired by the time you're 40. Mm-hmm. If you do it right, follow these steps. Because when I started out, yeah, I had I had mentors and I had people that there to help me when they were available. We didn't have the structure in the office of how to get leads, how to respond. I mean, we have a whole script. We mm-hmm. we tell you, I mean, it's it's real estate for dummies. I've said it all along. I'm the biggest dummy. I just figured it out and did the work. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, but here, if you just try, just try. We and you've talked about mm-hmm. it. Just try a little bit. You should have some success. Absolutely. And don't give up, you know, yeah. but, you know, in everybody's situation is different. Um, some people can't afford to fail for two months. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started here, I failed. I think, well, I, I started in February. I didn't pin my first deal till May. And then after that, it was all over. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know? down from there. I, I figured out the system. I figured out how I can make the system work for me. I don't think anybody, some of the newer people don't figure out, they don't give enough time to figure out how I can make the system work for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest failure. Absolutely. And then kind of, Talking about that, about figuring it out, what is one thing that you might have, you know, taken for granted or neglected to see, like something you were surprised about when you started real estate? Um, I, I think that, I think I had to learn, you're not just an agent. Mm-hmm. You had to be able to connect and you talked about it, how you reflect your personality uh, with the customer or the mm-hmm. client. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's in any business sales position. Don't oversell it. You have to you have to earn their trust, earn earn their uh, confidence, whatever it may be. Because when I started, it was like, well, let me just go show a house. What do you mean you don't like this house? It matches right. your criteria. Yeah. But you got to get to know them. You got to know what they're looking for. You got to know, okay, do you have kids? Are you planning on having kids? What school systems? You, you, there's all kind of scenarios. And and early in my career, I didn't try to connect. And I think now it's more about the connection and then the closings will come. Developing the relationships. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. And right now, kind of, you know, with real estate, with somebody who might be struggling, they're not at the level of production that they want to be, or maybe they're just kind of getting their feet wet, started, don't know where to go. What would be the one thing, like you have a blank canvas, you're like, hey, start doing this now. What's the one piece of advice you give a mic to start kind of getting the, the wheels in motion? Are they already here? No, if they're not, if they're not here, they need to come here. That's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is show up to work. Yeah. Show up. I mean, I go back to that, treat it like a job, get paid like a job, come in here, try to expand your mind, try to expand your knowledge. And we have the resources to do that, whether it's in our Monday board, whether it's the videos, whether it's us as agents. I mean, there's several people you can sit down and talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the biggest thing they can do is come in here and get in a routine mm-hmm. or start a routine at your house. Mm-hmm. And what does that routine? It doesn't just mean wake up. I mean, 
what's your routine? Are you making 10 phone calls a day? Or mm-hmm. Are you going out and visiting people? Or are you calling past clients? I think the biggest thing is develop a routine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would completely agree. And then kind of just reverse engineering that calendar. We've talked about that in previous mm-hmm. episodes. We kind of fill in the blanks to make sure you're not only upholding your work obligations, but also personal family That's obligations. Right. That's right. So, and then as, as far as your business, Mike, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming in, Last year was a monumental year. Then we mm-hmm. kind of saw that shift in June or July. Mm-hmm. You know, that was probably one of the quickest shifts I've ever seen in the real estate market. Now we seem to be getting a little bit more momentum in the market again. What would you say is the one thing this year you're kind of doubling down on to ensure that you have the level of success that you're yearning to have and you've had in, in years past? Mine's the accountability with the follow-up. Mm-hmm. I'm following up with past clients. Mm-hmm. And that's those are people that trust you. That's where your biggest... Um, yeah, that's where your biggest growth is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to spend a ton of money. And I don't think a lot of agents starting out have a ton of money to spend on marketing, but it's easy to use your cell phone and pick up the phone and call your, your, your past clients and check on, them. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and not just because you're trying to grow your business, but that's, that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, how's the house? Is there anything I can help you with? You know, I just closed one last Friday. I went by and, um, yesterday and picked up uh, some of their boxes and hauled it to, to the dump. Don't ask me to do that every time, but I'm saying, you know, um, you know, if you're out of sight, out of mind, you're never going to grow your business, mm-hmm. but I depend on my past clients. Yeah. And it sounds like it's just, just being a good human being. hundred percent. It's going to come back for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely it'll be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And then as far as kind of, you know, with the real estate market and you're kind of going doubling down on, your past clients and trying to build those relationships. Um, if people were kind of looking to start those, you know, activities and, and reach out, I think a lot of times agents are nervous to call their past clients to reach out to them because they don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the easiest way to break that barrier? What's some advice you'd give them to kind of just go ahead and do it and then start those tasks and make those calls? Just, just call them. Don't even mm-hmm. talk about real estate. Just call. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Y- you enjoying the house? How's your kids? Yeah. Just call them and be like, okay, talk to you later. Mm-hmm. But make that a routine every yeah. month. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, Jordan is real big on the letters of the heart and he, he puts his personal stuff out there and, he, and letter to his past clients. Well, you know what? They feel like they're, that's his friend now. Mm-hmm. And I tell a lot of my clients, you're not just my client now, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. And I think if you get into this business, that's how you got to be to to all your clients. Yeah. And I think nowadays, too, it's easier, right? I mean, with, I, I hate to say it, but it seems like everything being on social, you kind of have that sense of voyeurism. You're able to kind of see in and you can socially stalk your clientele. So like one thing I would do in reaching out and, and developing my database when I was in production is I would kind of just scroll through the social and look for like a monumental event. Maybe it's their... Mm-hmm. Little Johnny had a t-ball game. They won the yeah. championship. And I would call just congratulating them on that. Not even talk real estate. So no matter what you're saying and just develop their report and know that, hey, I just don't have commission breath. I'm not looking at it for just the sale. You know, I yeah. do care about you. You know, want to make sure that I'm here to uh, be there for anything you need real estate wise. But also, you know, just be a part of your life, develop those relationships and then, you know, not just make it about real estate, which is kind of what I think you're you do. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. I do that in the office. I mean, you know, some of them. <laughs> Austin and Nick, you guys, I, Nick talks a lot. He's standing behind the camera there and I come in here every day and tell him to quit talking. The guy said about a hundred words in two years, but uh, anyways, you know, you, you just, you, why not be friends with people? Yeah. You know, why not be friends with them? But it goes back to the easiest and I'm the basic person probably in here, out of sight, out of mind. If you're mm-hmm. out of sight, out of mind, they're not going to think to call you. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, for anybody in the, the real estate market here in the Tampa Bay area, 
looking to buy or sell, what, what's the best way to get a hold of you? What's your cell phone? What's your email address? Oh, you want to give that out right now? Yeah. It's 813-417-8143. Full-time agent. I'm going to answer. Shoot me a phone call or text. I always tell my clients, if, if you don't hear from me within an hour, keep texting me. But most of the time I answer. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing uh, my clients have said. You're always... We're always able to accessible. get a hold of you. Yeah. yeah, always be able to get a hold of you. You're accessible, and uh, those are basic things. Yeah, you know, those are basic things. And that's one good thing about a brokerage. If you call into the office, it's not a voice recording. Call, call another brokerage and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another big name brokerage and see what happens. Yeah. And I know as simple as that, that drives me nuts. Yeah, I hate when I call my mechanic, and and nobody, it, it's a voice recording. Press two for this. Press this. No, yeah. no, I want them to pick up. The same with title company. I don't want to do all that. I want mm -hmm. to be able to pick up the phone, know you're going to answer, and I'm here for you. And I think that's with a lot of people. They want to know you're going to answer the phone. And then my email is about pretty basic. Mike, most generic name. You can't forget it. Mike at 54realty.com. Well, awesome, Mike. We'll make sure to get those posted on all yeah. the social media sites um, along with these videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, we greatly appreciate you being a guest yeah, on no this problem. week's podcast. And thank you, to everybody, for tuning in. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.